0: Welcome to the Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. So I'm really excited about the next several episodes that I'm going to be producing because they focus on how do we actually put EQ skills and competencies into practice, EQ standing for emotional intelligence. I've spent the last 10 years in a deep dive in neuroscience and of course the last 35 years, the use of psychology and psychometric tools in businesses and with people in their individual lives The last 10 years has been eye-opening because I've had the opportunity to really understand how the brain works, how certain things happen in our brains, and how that impacts our decision making, our behavior, our patterns, the way we either find accomplishment and satisfaction in what we do or we don't. And so this next several episodes are going to focus on some very specific things that we do on a regular basis, like today is decision-making. How do we leverage emotional intelligence to make better decisions more often? When do you find it difficult to make good decisions? Well, for me... It's when I'm dealing with some challenging emotions that arise out of a circumstance in my life. Let me share an example, and this is a true example that happened to me recently. We had a client call us, and they asked if they could be released from an agreement we had in place due to the rapid increases in inflation and interest rates. Well, this really hit me hard because it was a very nice piece of business for us that provided revenue for a pretty significant period of time. My immediate reaction was to panic. (laughs) And I'm sorry, I guess that's just me. We probably all have those moments in our life. That's not a great reaction. And thankfully, I didn't show it outwardly when this person called me and asked to be released from our agreement. Have you ever been there? Where you have this rush of emotions that literally shuts down your thinking until you can deal with the emotions. So how did I manage through that situation? Well, that's when my EQ skills kick in. I went to my EQ skills that i've developed over the last several years and what i want to do is give you an example of how you can use these skills in difficult situations to navigate those emotions because what happens in the kind of situation i'm talking about is when we are triggered with strong emotions it really limits our access to our higher cognitive functions. So things like problem solving and critical thinking and strategic thinking and I mean the list goes on and on. So here's how it went and I'm going to use the skills the EQ skills in the order that I use them in that situation. Number one, recognizing patterns. I realize that when I get in a situation like this, I have a specific pattern that I fall into. That pattern is not necessarily helpful or productive. I tend to cycle around why this is happening, why it's bad, why it's happening to me. And in this specific situation, the individual was asking me for something that I did not want to give them. And it was creating a significant amount of of tension in me, stress. This engages the survival brain. When you're under a lot of stress and tension, it's very easy for your survival brain to kick in. The problem with that is fight, flight, freeze. Those survival mechanisms we have, they don't work really well in situations like this, they're not really built for that kind of situation. So what did I do next? Number two, emotional literacy. I stopped and identified each of the emotions that I was having. And that may sound strange at first, but if you're able to name the emotions and understand the impact they're having on you, That's the first step in better managing those emotions so you can make better decisions with more clarity and, frankly, with more intention. Then, number three, empathy kicked in. Once I was able to diminish the intensity of the emotional impact I was experiencing, I could start to use things and see things from the other person's perspective. What do I mean by use things? Really put myself in their shoes and understand what they're experiencing. I use their words, what they're saying to me to get a sense of how they're thinking, how they're feeling, how they're acting and behaving. And that is what empathy is all about. Once you put that, that empathy into practice, and I was able to diminish the focus on myself and the emotions I was having, um, I could understand something very important. This person was carrying a very heavy emotional load or what we call emotional burden. They were worried about the future of their business. They were worried about the future of their people. Were they gonna have to let people go? I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on here for this other individual. Empathy is an investment into understanding their perspective, um, their needs, what's driving them, the emotions that they're having. Okay, so I was able then to start to see things from their perspective. Number four, purpose, or what is called an emotional competency, pursue noble goals, meaning kind of what's the overarching purpose in your life that you hold your decisions up to, the direction, the purpose, the standards that you have. Well, I have a set of rules that I live my life by based on what I believe to be true about myself and my place in the world. One of those rules is the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. The EQ skill that helps me to stay on course is that purpose, that pursuing those noble goals that I have. It gives me direction in difficult times, and it helps me navigate through difficult situations. It's an anchor that I can hold on to when I'm facing the storms in life. And then number five, navigate emotions. By this time, I was able to begin to effectively navigate my own emotions so that I could access my higher thinking skills. It is amazing how emotions can lock down your higher cognitive functions when those emotions are triggered. And if we know that about ourselves, that's a good level of self-awareness. I knew I wanted to come out of this without burning any bridges So I had to navigate my own emotions so I could think more clearly and make more intentional decisions so that better outcomes would be the result. Then number six, how would I do that? I do it by applying consequential thinking. This is taking the time to think through different options. It's easy to go on autopilot and just react. You know, you've heard people call it knee-jerk reactions. But to respond, that takes thought and intention. Responding comes from the ability to think and to come up with different options. I took some time and thought through what my options were in this situation. And I'll share some of those options with you. First option hold the individual to the agreement with no accommodation. And then I thought, you know what, that's probably a bad choice and I'm definitely burning a bridge there if I force them into something that they're struggling with and and it's going to impact them in, in very negative ways. Second option, I could restructure the agreement. That would be helpful to me, but it would not really give him the relief that he wanted. Third option, I could suspend the agreement until a future time when they're in a better position. Not great for me right now, but it's good for long-term relationships and for potential future business. And that's the option that I went with. Kind of tough because we took a hit on that, but the hit that we're taking on that doesn't compare in many ways to the hit they're taking right now and how they're trying to save their business and save their people. Everything in context, right? That's when number seven kicked in. Internal or intrinsic motivation. Drawing energy from my internal reserves to replace the energy I lost when I was triggered with these emotions when this situation came up. This helps me to move forward with intention even when it's a challenging and difficult situation. This internal reserve of energy carries me through times when external motivators are simply not present. And then the final one, number eight, exercising optimism. Looking to the future with hope and possibility. This EQ skill empowered me to be able to communicate the choice I made in a way that set the stage for future opportunities. It also helped the individual feel better about the situation. I'm sure this was one of the most difficult calls this person had to make. Think of having to go to someone and tell them you cannot live up to something you agreed to. The practice of authentic optimism helps everyone. I just went through my EQ skills and how I applied those in a very difficult situation, really a difficult situation for everybody involved. Well, when I started working with this individual and their organization, I came in as a service provider. But through this situation that has now turned into being a trusted advisor and even a friend. Did it cause me some financial stress? Yes. Was it a challenge? Yes. Would I have dealt with this as well without strong EQ skills? Absolutely not. There's a great book out by David Rock. It's called Your Brain at Work. If you wanna go deep in understanding how your brain works and how that impacts your life, your work, your decision-making, I highly recommend this book. Let me share something I learned from this book. The part of our brain that makes decisions, solves problems, does critical thinking, is kind of like this stage inside of a theater only so many actors can fit on the stage at the same time now when i say actors i'm talking topics ideas thoughts information things you're trying to focus on well only so many of those actors can fit on that stage at the same time and the more actors that are present the more our attention and focus are split. So to bring clarity and focus to get the best results, to make the best decisions, we need to clear the stage of all the unnecessary actors. Then we need to bring those actors on the stage in the most beneficial order to help us effectively think through whatever it is we're considering and whatever the decisions are we need to make. I want you to take a minute and do a quick exercise with me. I want you to think about this. What is something in your life right now that concerns you? Something in your life right now that concerns you? What emotions are you having about that situation? And then I want you to name those emotions specifically is it fear, anxiety, frustration, apathy, indifference, sadness, disgusted? The emotions go on and on. And it's very possible that you could be happy and excited and curious about something. That's okay too. But name the emotions specifically. And emotions usually don't happen one at a time. Usually there's a group of emotions. Now, What is it specifically about that thing that you're concerned about that is creating those emotions for you? What is triggering those emotions about that thing you're concerned about? What can you do to resolve this concern? What actions can you take? And then, are you willing to invest what is needed to bring that resolution that's a little exercise. When I do coaching, I like to work with people on that exercise when they're really cycling around a problem or a concern and it, it's really impacting them and it's limiting their ability to think more clearly or make good decisions or move forward. Sometimes, if we take a step by step approach like this to navigating our emotions, We can bring resolution that is needed and we can move forward faster. The decision process is really based on taking the rational and emotional in our brains and bringing those together to make our best decisions. You can see that if these things are out of balance then your decision making is going to be negatively impacted. Too much rational with little emotional, leaves a part of yourself and others out of the decision-making process. Specifically, how does the decision impact the individual person and how do they feel about the decision, which has a direct impact on things like engagement, relationships, collaboration, innovation. I mean, so many different areas. Too much of the emotional with a little rational Leads to decisions that consider people, but not necessarily the facts and the details that are critical to making the best possible decisions. So we're looking for balance. That's the key. Our best decisions come when there's a balance between the rational and the emotional in our brains. So back to EQ skills in decision-making. Earlier in this podcast, I talked about the eight skills or competencies that I used and, and put into play when it came to that very specific situation. And of course, those are the competencies of emotional intelligence. And I shared them in the order that I practiced them in the specific situation that I experienced, the beauty of EQ skills and competencies, they can be learned and developed rapidly. And with an investment of time and energy and a little bit of effort, you can grow those in yourself as well. Now, I'm looking at a chart right now that shows the correlation between EQ scores and success scores and it is crystal clear as I look at this graph that there is a direct correlation between EQ scores and success scores. This came out of Six Seconds, their state of the heart research, which is an ongoing multi-year research project. There's clear evidence. Higher EQ scores equal higher success scores. So how do you get higher EQ scores? You get them by practicing EQ skills. This directly correlates with making better decisions. When we are too rational, we leave the people out of it. When we're too emotional, we don't consider the rational facts and details. So if we want to make our best decisions. We have to put those EQ skills into practice. All of those different skills I talked about earlier in how to navigate our emotions, how to recognize our patterns, understand what emotions are present and how they're impacting us. How can we increase optimism and engage our intrinsic motivation that is within us to give us the energy we need? to power through those situations. And how can we practice empathy and and use our noble goals in our lives to really do things in a way that we're not going to regret it down the road, that it's going to enhance other people's lives and our own, that we're going to get greater satisfaction out of the way that we've done things because we know we've been more intentional about how we've gone about doing things as i said earlier our best decisions are going to come when there is a balance between the rational and the emotional in our brains how do we get that by making sure that we practice both sets of skills rational skills and emotional intelligence skills at the same time in the right mix and the right balance to get the outcomes that we want to get and to provide to others that insight that we are showing them how EQ skills make our lives better so you can be the leader to show them how their lives can be better. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Building Healthy Organizations by EQFIT. We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior and performance in the workplace. We also love hearing your suggestions and ideas. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please send us an email at info at gscfit.com. For more information and inspiration, check us out on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and of course our website, eqfit.org.